Good morning, everybody. Before we begin, let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, as we come to your word today, I pray that it would really speak to us. I know we always ask the same thing, that it would speak to us, but Lord, sometimes it doesn't, and we go away unchanged. But Lord, I really hope and pray that what we learn today will speak to us and will change us and make us better for your purposes and for your glory. We ask this. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, um, I have just discovered with horror that the children are not in the service today because I've prepared a sermon that would speak to everyone. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and, and we'll see how it goes. Since today is a different sort of day, a family church day, and we have all our young folk with us, I thought, would it be a good idea to pick, yes, Don, you can be the young person. (laughs) I thought it would be a good idea to pick a light topic for a short sermon that will be suitable for all ages. And since the theme of our play and our music today is faith, it seemed very obvious and natural to do something like that, but I'll go instead for theology. Let me explain. Alan Dalglish has kindly lent me a biography on the great English theologian J.I. Packer. Now, in case you don't know much about him, James N.L. Packer was born in 1926 and died quite recently in 2020 at the ripe old age of 94 years. He was an extremely clever man. He was educated at Oxford University, but he was always able to explain very difficult things in a way that normal people could understand. Although he went on to be an ordained minister in the Anglican Church and and did some work like that, the biggest thing he did was as a teacher of people at university. People who wanted to know more about God so that they could also become teachers. Well, that teaching stuff didn't stop there because he also wrote a lot of books and pamphlets that helped normal Christians to learn a lot about God too. And the most famous one is entitled Knowing God. And if you haven't read that yet, it's a really good idea for you to go and find a copy and do just that. There was one bit in Mr. Packer's biography, the story of his whole life, that really stood out for me when I was thinking about what to preach on today. And that was his thoughts on what is the job of theology. He said it does three things. Firstly, it deepens our understanding of Scripture. God, human nature the church, and the world. Secondly, it controls our thinking and living as Christians. And thirdly, it assists communication of the Christian faith in mission and evangelism. Now before we look at those three properly, I want to explain what the word theology means because it might sound like that's a really hard and complicated thing that only the pastor needs to worry about. Well, that idea is completely wrong. Theology is very important for all of us, young or old, every single person here, because it just means knowing about God. And that doesn't just mean the one idea. Yes, I know about God. He's around somewhere up there and he does big stuff. No, theology is a great deal more than that. It means knowing as much as we can about what he is like as a person, what he 
thinks and how he wants to treat us and how we ought to treat him. And there's an awful lot you can find out about these things in the Bible and that's why we must spend such a lot of time reading and talking about it. We talk about theology in Sunday school and we talk about theology in the sermon and we sing about theology in the songs that we sing everywhere in the church. And hopefully, hopefully, we also live our theology too when we walk outside of this place for the rest of the week. We mustn't ever forget theology because knowing about God has to be the anchor that keeps all of these different things that we do in the right place. Or we won't always know the right place or time or thing to do. You see, making stuff up as you go along causes all kinds of problems. And I promise that I know this for sure. Ask my mum and she'll tell you that I've been a problem all my life. Now you shouldn't laugh so loud, please. <laughs> so let's look a bit harder now at these three ideas from Mr. Packer. I'll put the first two together because what I'm going to say about them today is pretty much the same. So, theology deepens our understanding of scripture, God, human nature, the church and the world, and theology controls our thinking and living as Christians. As we go through life, there are lots and lots of things that we will need to make choices about. Do we go here or there? Do we do this or that? Talk to someone or not? How will we ever know what is the right thing to do? The problem is that human senses are all relative. What I mean is that we can only decide how long or short or hot or cold a thing is unless we have something to compare it to. If, for example, I don't use a ruler, I'm going to have a really hard time building a nice square house because I won't know just by eye if my piece of wood is cut too long or too short. Of course, that's a very easy problem to solve for, see, to solve for things I can see and touch because, well, I can just go and buy a ruler or a, a thermometer or whatever to help me measure. But what do I do about moral problems? For example, how do I know that stealing stuff is really wrong? If I ask or copy other people, I'm just going to end up confused because there are some people who think that stealing is just fine. In fact, they encourage it and they do it themselves very cheerfully. If I go to Mitre 10, say, and ask for a theftometer measuring tool to help me decide, <laughs> well, they're just going to laugh at me because no such thing has ever been made. So what can I do? Well, I can turn to God. There's also a little problem there because there's no special golden button on my cell phone that I can use to have a chat with him whenever I feel like it. He's in heaven and for now, he's chosen not to talk to us in that way. But he does know that we have this need to know and so he's given us the Bible. Why is that a help? Well, in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3, it says this, All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. 
This text explains that God has given us the whole Bible as a sort of moral ruler. All of it is useful at some point in our lives to help us measure our choices. Big choices, medium choices, even teeny tiny ones. But of course, that's no help if it stays on the bookshelf unopened. All Christians need to be constantly reading their Bibles. Being theologians, people who love to know more and more about God so that we can always tell what he thinks is right or wrong. If we make that learning a lifelong habit, we're going to find that it will be easy to make the best personal choices and to do things right the first time. And that's an especially important thing to be able to do for any Christian because it helps people who aren't Christians to see what God is like. How he's good and loving and generous and helpful to those people who take Jesus to be their Lord and Savior. Well, that brings me to our last point because it naturally follows on from what I've just been saying. Theology assists communication of the Christian faith in mission and evangelism. Let's be honest here. We all spend an awful lot of time thinking about ourselves. And that's to be expected because... There we are, always in our heads. That bloke Dave just won't go away no matter how hard I try. So we might be tempted to think that all the theology we learn is just for our own benefit. But you know, that's not the example we get from God. Firstly, we know that God is very mysteriously three persons at the same time, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Although we know that each one has a different job, not one of them tries to be better than the others. Every part of the Trinity is always thinking about helping the others. The Holy Spirit always thinks about how he can help Jesus. And Jesus always wants to help the Father. And the Father is always helping the Spirit and Jesus. And so it goes round and round, on and on, better and better. So we can be sure that selfishness has no place at all in God's character. He always wants to share. Secondly, we know that Jesus became a normal man for a bit and then died on the cross so that he could pay for the sins we committed instead of him, instead of us, rather. That's a profound thought, you know. When you think that Almighty God, who had the power to make everything everywhere and to keep everything everywhere going, well, he stopped that. And he became like a puny little man and then took on a lot of pain and punishment he didn't deserve just so that he could rescue us. You can be really sure that selfishness does not live in his mind. The point is that if these are the examples that God sets for us by his own behavior, then we must know that he expects us to also do the same sort of things. That's what mission and evangelism is all about. Mission is when we do things to help other people, usually just with normal stuff to do with ordinary life. Things like maybe giving them some money or some time to help in some way. Evangelism is all about telling people how Jesus has changed our lives so that they too will want to have the same thing that we have. So, we are ready to go, to be theologians. But how will we know for certain if the mission and evangelism we do are the right kind of mission and evangelism? Well, we'll know if we are good theologians, if, if we have learned everything we can about God through his own book, 
given to us about himself, the Bible. Then we will do mission and evangelism with his heart and for his purposes, not our own. So you see, everyone, everyone needs to know theology. If you are the youngest person at Sunday school, or an older fellow like me who's been a Christian for years and years, you can still learn more about God. The Bible is the most interesting and useful book ever. I have read thousands and thousands and thousands of books in my lifetime. And for all of them, it's very easy to explain everything about them, the theme and the characters and so on. But the Bible isn't like that. It's far above all of them. The more you read, the more you learn, and the more you learn, the richer your connection with God will be. So, I ask you, don't be theolittle. Be theolots! Be theolots. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Spirit within us. And by that Spirit, by His prompting, by His whisperings, I pray that we would learn a great hunger for your Word and for your person. That we would be drawn into those things. And we would be truly your people for the world to see. And we ask these things In Jesus' name, amen.